make some big life changes, like, you know, purchasing a home and um, different things like that, investment properties and things like that, you're realizing that, oh my gosh, I can't qualify for certain things. And it's like, but I have a master's degree and I have um, all of this other educational background. So I think that for me, it's, it's very frustrating that we don't learn it. You are listening to episode 16 with my dear friend, Tamari Lewis. Tamari is an SLP and founder of Jubilee Communications Therapy. She is on a mission to help families with providing in-home pediatric speech and language evaluations and treatment. Tamari, how are you? Welcome to Say Hola Well podcast. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. I am super excited to have you here because I personally know you. I have seen your growth on social media and as an entrepreneur. So I want to talk all about that. But before we move on, can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself, what you do, who you are, and anything you want to share? Absolutely. And likewise, I'm super excited. Um, I've also seen the growth that you've done, and I'm so happy to be a part of this podcast. So I'm Tamari Lewis, and I am the owner, and I'm also a speech-language pathologist of Jubilee Communication Therapy. It is based in Houston, Texas, um, but we're also able to provide uh, virtual services in the state of Oregon as well, speech therapy services in the state of Oregon. Um, so we provide um, speech therapy services to uh, pediatric children um, in the area of speech and language. Thank you so much. I am a big fan of the work that you do because I am 100% um, a believer that we need to invest in our kids to help build the generational wealth because a lot of it also has to do with health and being able to really invest in our kids. So thank you so much for the introduction. I want to ask you about your relationship with money and how did you grow up? So please share with us anything that you feel comfortable sharing. Sure. So I actually grew up um, always hearing about money. Um, both of my parents um, were first generation college students, um, but they, um, they kind of stepped out of the environment that they lived in and decided to pursue um, investments more than just a full-time job. So I always grew up around um, both of my parents having passive income through real estate. Um, as well as um, stock investments. Um, and then also my mom um, is, is pretty big into crypto. So um, I've been um, blessed to um, have financial terminology always a part of my life. Um, I can't say that I've always moved forward with all of the things that she taught me over the years, but um, I do have the knowledge base. Perfect. Thank you for sharing that. I, I personally wanted to bring you to the podcast because I do want my audience to kind of see the other side of someone that has been exposed to the financial lingo, the financial terminology growing up. But of course, with that, there's also other things. So I want to dive a little bit more into I'm sure throughout the years you have had some friends that are not aware of the investing terminology or even the passive income. How do you react to those situations when a friend is talking to you about like, hey, 
did you know about passive income? And you're like, hey, I have some knowledge that they didn't have. Does that, how does that feel to you? Um, I guess a lot of times I, I get a little bit frustrated because I think that it's something that we should all be taught. And it's so unfortunate that in the schools um, and in our education, right, as we're going through K through 12 and even in um, higher education, that um, passive income is not taught. Um, and that the you think that growing up, oh, you just go to college, get a great education and get this job and you'll be successful. And what I'm realizing now as a uh, middle age, well, I guess, I don't know, 32 year old um, who, who is wanting to make, um, who is wanting to make some big life changes, like, you know, purchasing a home and um, different things like that, investment properties and things like that. You're realizing that, oh my gosh, I can't qualify for certain things. And it's like, but I have a master's degree and I have um, all of this other educational background. So I think that for me, it's, it's very frustrating that we don't learn it um, and that I feel very fortunate that my mom um, as a black woman um, stepped out and took a lot of risks and she took a lot of risks for in thinking about her future, thinking about her kids, thinking about her legacy that she wanted to live. And so, you know, now my brother and I, we both can sit pretty comfortable in some instances, we, you know, we're like, oh my gosh, we don't know what we're going to do about you know, um, later on in life. And she's like, you guys are set. You're okay. You know, but it's unfortunate that other people who haven't had the knowledge or don't even know where to even begin. Thankfully, there's social media now that you can pretty much social media, YouTube, um, Google, <laughs> that you can research, you know, anything, any, anything that you maybe terminology that you hear from somebody else. And you're like, I don't know what that is. You can go back and research it yeah, and find out all about it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I do my best when people approach me and they're like, oh, wait, I want to know more about that. I'm like, oh, OK, well, this is the course that I took or here, let's have a Zoom conversation with my mom because I don't know everything. And you might ask me some questions I don't know, but she's so knowledgeable with so many years of experience in so many different realms of um, passive income and investment. Thank you for answering that. And I think it's so important to us also acknowledge the fact that your mother decided to take a risk and decided mm -hmm. to invest in herself because sometimes it only takes that one person to say, you know what, I want to do something different. I want to create a legacy. And your mother had a vision for you guys. And so I, want, I wanted to point this out because some of the clients that I'm serving and some of our listeners are kind of in the you know, the questioning of like, is it worth it to invest in mm -hmm. myself? Is it worth it to invest in knowledge? And by you sharing that, it clearly shows that when one person knows about investing, when one person knows about the importance of taking risk, it just changes the trajectory of a whole generation because you're mm -hmm. a clear example of that. And of course, I think that with your mom being so knowledgeable and teaching you that, is there any type of pressure for you as a daughter? <laughs> Like There's a lot of pressure. Like, uh, <laughs> you want to talk about that a little bit? A lot of pressure. I feel very pressured um, currently at this moment um, as I'm making a few decisions on if I should purchase a um, house or if I should just do apartment living for a little longer. 
Um, yes, there's a lot of pressure because I have my mom on one end who is like, no, 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 you need to purchase. You know, um, the prices are still good, which is something that she's been telling me for years. Um, before I, um, I was like in, in, in between, uh, I was in grad school, I was working as a speech language pathology assistant, not a fully licensed SLP yet, speech language pathologist. And she was telling me back then, buy something, just buy something, the prices are so cheap. So now I kind of kick myself in the foot because looking at the prices now, they're obviously a lot higher, they're inflated right now, that I think, gosh, I should have just listened to her. And, but again, it goes back to that piece of like fear and risk. I didn't believe that I could do it. She believed that I could do it. She saw that it wasn't that difficult. It wasn't that hard. I was set up to be able to do it. I had the knowledge, but there was something in me that I didn't feel like I could do it. A few pieces, am I old enough? Like, I didn't think I was even old enough. Am I, what if something breaks in the house? Can I afford it? I don't really make that much money. So there are a lot of risks that go, you know, and fear that is, um, is kind of holding me back. But I think that I'm at this period of time right now that I'm like, I want to do it. I need to do it. I want to do it. And for me personally, I know that I will have the support of my mom and both of my parents. But my mom is more, she's more into the financial ring. So I discuss her more. Um, but I know I will have her support. Yeah. And, and thank you for sharing that because I think sometimes we also feel the pressure of like having to make decisions because either our parents or society are telling us that we have, um, I don't want to say like an expiration date, but for lack of a better word, like I, I, I want to, mm -hmm. I want to use that, right? Like you have to have a house by 30, you have to be married by 30, you have to have kids by 32, 35. And that is something that I know I personally struggle with because I wanted to do things on my own terms, especially because I was, I feel like I was late for everything in my life. Like I was late mm -hmm. to graduate from high school. I was late to graduate from college. I was late to my career path. And of course that is different now. I'm, I'm happily married. But I wanted to do things on my own terms. And that is something that I talk to my clients about when you have to make or feel like you're ready to make these huge investment decisions, whether it's on yourself or a purchase of a home, it has to be your goal. Mm -hmm. It has to be yours. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that. What have been one of the biggest money lessons that you learned in the last three years? Oh, the last three years, that's good. Cause a lot has happened. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, but honestly, I really just learned to take risk. So I would consider myself to be more of a conservative investor. And um, well, I, I guess I'm, I'm changing from a more conservative viewpoint, but in order to get the results that I would like, I need to take more risk. You may lose some and you may win some and that's okay. And I've learned that lesson from my mom um, and being that she owned many properties across the United States in 2000, uh, prior to 2008. And then when 2008 hit and the market um, crashed and there was that whole um, housing uh, issue, she lost a lot, but you know what? And there's times where she's like, dang, if it wasn't, if it wasn't for that, I'd have so much more. But then we think about, well, what does she still have? And that she still has something to share. And if not, it's even just the experience that she has to share, right? So um, yeah, so that's that's kind of my thought process there. Yeah, thank you um, for is that, that. To take, 
yeah so and i want to say that so, yes when it comes to investing whether there whether it is in the, through the stock market or real estate there's always going to be a risk right but then mm-hmm. if you don't take action if you don't make a move it's like you're going to be there forever right like wondering like what if what yeah. if i've taken the chance what if i've taken the risk so i want i think also too right now excuse me i think also too right now i'm realizing um that life costs a lot of money <laughs> and um you know as you get older you realize the cost of things and i'm realizing wow like having a master's degree and uh, working a full-time job is not enough so yeah. what else can i do i can invest I yeah. can make money in my sleep. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, but in order to do that, you have to take risks. You have to kind of step out there. So that's kind of been the last, the lesson that I've learned in the last three years is that um, I need passive income. Yes, yes, you do. And that is why we're talking about how to overcome the fear of launching an online business, which is something mm-hmm. that you've done aside from your nine to five. So let's dive into that topic. So how did you, Tamari, decided to launch the online business and the type of business that you wanted to launch? So let's just say this. I never thought that I would be the type of person to launch anybody's business. Um, But then during COVID, when everybody was at home and you noticed, I noticed a lot of my friends kind of stepping out and being entrepreneurs and just doing things that maybe they always wanted to do, but never had the time to do it. Um, And before the pandemic, I was working um, as a subcontractor for a speech language pathologist. And I was doing evaluations for her and I was taking on a few clients for her. And in doing that, I realized that she was taking a portion of my money (laughs) really so you know she was she was getting the money from the client and then paying me a portion and then obviously she needed a portion as well and I was like well how can I take out this middleman I can take out this middleman by going ahead and establishing my own business and getting my own clients and my own contracts so um you know again social media people posting about how to start a business I realized it's not that hard And I could do it by myself. I don't need to go through, again, a contractor, anybody to do um, all of the establishing the business for me. I did it all on my own. And it just took time. It took time to read about it. It took time to actually implement, to fill out the applications and everything like that. But um, looking back, I don't regret it. It's been a slow process for me, but it's been at the pace that I've wanted it to be. Um, I started, I established it in 2020, but I didn't start seeing my first clients until 2022, but I felt ready in 2022. Yeah. And that's the beauty of entrepreneurship that you can do it at your own pace. Mm -hmm. So as you're describing how you took action in the things that you were seeing around with your friends, with social media, what were some of the mindset blockers that you had to unlearn to really just go for it and say, I'm going to launch the business? I had a lot of imposter syndrome. Like I didn't think I could do it. I didn't think I was 
mean, I'm five years in my profession. So I was like, I don't think I can do this. Like, I don't know enough. Clearly I do. Um, And, you know, sometimes you have to hear it from other people or sometimes you see a client and you realize the progress that they made. And that makes you feel like you know enough. Um, And it's so unfortunate that you need sometimes those examples um, to make you feel like you're qualified for um, a job. But I think that the more that I listen to other people's podcasts, the more I educate myself um, and the more that I just get out there. And then also you don't know everything. So if you don't know it, seek the, um, seek the answer. So, um, you know, I work with uh, varying disabilities. And so I may not know every type of disability that comes my way, um, but I seek it out. I seek out how to help that family. I seek how um, to learn about that treatment method. And so, like I was saying, you don't know everything. You step out there and you learn as you go. And I, I applaud you for mentioning the imposter syndrome because I think that most women have that, right? Like men mm-hmm. are more like, how oh, just do it and I'll figure it out, right? Like they just have that bond for just being a little bit more aggressive in terms of like taking action than us. And I know for me, when I was ready to launch the business, I had the same feelings that you're describing. Like, well, I've only been, you know, learning about investing for the last four years. Like, who mm-hmm. am I to go and talk about? And I decided to actually do what you just said, like seek the knowledge, like hire mentors that have the knowledge that I didn't have, but also be being open to continue to learn because investing is so broad and there's so much information. So Mm -hmm. I'm okay right now with not having all of the answers. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't expect to have all the answers. I don't, I haven't given myself like a deadline of like, you know, by year 2025, you have to become the expert of everything. Right. Because then I'm just fooling myself, right? Mm-hmm. And so my focus is on serving my clients and meeting my clients where they are, right? Because sometimes because of the imposter syndrome, I was like researching in advance things like, oh, I have to do X, Y, and Z. And then that client mm-hmm. will come to me and be actually not there. They not even something there, else. exactly. And mm-hmm. so I learned to just, uh, and part of the, you know, be, being a good coach is just being there for like the client, put the client before your needs. And so once I started doing that, that's actually when most of my clients were like, okay, this is great. I love being here and they're getting great results. Right. But because I overcome the fear of, I need to know it all. And I told yeah. myself, no, you don't know. It. And in fact, I journal about the, like almost every day, like I have to mm-hmm. write a sentence that says, you don't need to know it all. <laughs> Mm-hmm. you have the knowledge that you need right now. So thank you for sharing that. So for someone that is thinking about starting a nine to five right now, oh, excuse me, launching an online business and still have a nine to five, but have that fear of like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I should put myself out there. I don't know if I'm good enough. I don't know if I'm smart enough, right? Because we have these uh, internal messaging that doesn't mm-hmm. serve us what would you say to that person Tamai? honestly I would say that if you truly are passionate about starting your own business do it now again go at your own pace maybe you just want to learn right now like how to establish an LLC research that you know in my profession we have um, quite a bit of Facebook groups 
that um, people have started for how to become a private practice owner as an SLP. Join those groups. Um, you learn so much from people who are going through the same steps and the same process. And really, like I was saying, there's not one way to go about it. I think, you know, some people say, oh, do it yourself um, to establish your LLC. Some people decide to go through, I think, like legal Zoom and, you know, start their business. So do your research. And if it's truly something that you see yourself doing, um, don't do it because people say like, oh, you could just make more money. No, this is going to be a reflection of you at the end of the day. Yes. So if you feel like it's not something that you truly want to do, you um, you don't maybe don't have the the skill set to be an entrepreneur. Don't don't do it. You know, I think that for me, I didn't see myself being an entrepreneur because I was like, oh, I'm I don't I don't really want to have people working for me and that I have to manage. You know, that's I don't really have that type of a personality um, where I want to be a boss or delegate or anything like that, but I don't have to, it could just right. be a soul. It could be a soul business of just me. So that was my thing. Once I realized, Oh, I don't need to have like 15 employees. It could just be me. So, um, figure out what you want to do as far as a vision that you have for your business. Um, and if it's truly something that you want to do, Educate yourself, surround yourself by, by other people who have started a business or who are doing, who want, who have that same vision, who want to do it as well. Um, when I was starting my business, there was another friend of mine who also was doing it. So it was great because we were able to talk about different things. She told me about a website um, designer or builder. And I was like, awesome, I'll go with that one, you know, and it was, it was a great place to start, you know, and maybe eventually I will hire somebody to redo my webpage, but right now it's not really, you know, a big, a big marketing piece for me. Um, so, so yeah, I say that to say that if you feel called to be an entrepreneur, do it, surround yourself, network, join um, other women networking uh, organizations, or if you're a male, join other ones like that, or just uh, networking business network um, groups as a whole. Um, find those people who have commonality and goals just with you have. Yes, because community is everything, especially mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur. Um, just because you are a solopreneur doesn't mean that you have to do it all alone or seek all the answers. And I 110% agree with you. Having access to a Facebook group or a community or a mutual friend who's also an entrepreneur in overcoming the shame of like, oh, I don't know if I should ask. Like that's going to get you farther. And of course, it's going to help you um, make passive income or income faster than mm -hmm. if you were doing it on your own. So what are some of the habits that you have implemented to manage your nine to five and your side hustle or business? Um, I think templates are very helpful for me. Um, yeah, templates, creating templates working um, smarter and not harder. Also managing your time. Um, and it's been kind of a harder thing for me just because I'll go to clients' houses and I'll end up being there longer than the session, you know? And so I had actually talked to one of my other SLP friends and I had to ask her, I said, how do you do it? And she said, she sets a timer. 
And so I started implementing that in the beginning because I would find myself staying longer and I don't have clients back to back. So it, there was no urgency to leave. You know, you might right. get talking with the parent and ask me, they would ask you questions or you stay a little later with the child. And so, yeah, you have to set those boundaries for yourself. And then again, with the templates, you know, once you did it for that one client, you know, think about how you could create a template now so that for your next evaluation, you're not spending time creating a whole new document. You're just using that template as a guideline. Um, so I would say that that's been, um, been very helpful is the template and then working on my timing. Thank you for sharing that. I think those two lessons are so powerful because yes, yeah, sometimes as entrepreneurs, we don't think about the value of time, right? Like all of the things that we're givers by nature because we're females and sometimes we just want to give, give more, but then what else can you be doing? What other income generating ideas can you be thinking about or implementing if you give yourself like an extra 30 minutes a day? And I love that you said templates because this is something that I've learned too as, as a coach now is that I don't have to reinvent the wheel. I can just repurpose and even with content online, because, you know, I'm someone who I don't post every day, but I do post, I want to say often, and sometimes having the strategy to be like, okay, what do I post now? So I've learned to repurpose. And in a way, it's a template that I'm reusing because yeah. I don't have to come up with all these 200 ideas because let's be honest, that's, that's, that's hard. Time consuming. <laughs> yes. It's time consuming. And yeah, I know when I started learning about Canva, I was like, just create a template for informal posts, create a template for like announcements, create a template for like milestones, you know, and then that way, when you have something you want to post about, go to that template, you know, yes. and boom, change up what you had there previously, add your new milestone, add your new data in there and post Yeah, them. absolutely. Um, Thank you for sharing that. What has been one of the biggest investments you've made in yourself and in, in yourself or your business that have really shaped your mindset? Um, I, I think just to do it, just, just to have done this and um, to start in my business, but then also what other opportunities have come from starting my business? So, um, This podcast, for instance, like, I don't know that two years ago, three years ago, I'd say, yes, I'd just be, I'm going to call this publicly speaking. Um, and then I just did a, I hosted an interactive parent workshop, you know, so I was in front of parents and I was sharing about um, speech language pathology and different milestones and um, different things that parents, strategies and tips that parents can do in their home to build communication. Um, I did a, another workshop or webinar app rather for um, parents on how to use toys in the home to improve communication. And then also just being a vendor at multiple different community events to try to um, promote and increase um, more clients um, and get the services out there for the parents and the families that need them. So, um, yeah, I think that that's, I think that's that huge. <laughs> yeah. And that's huge because sometimes we, again, fear is going to keep us stuck, right? Fear is going to keep us from 
I, I want to say living our purpose because I, I I'm 110% believe that all of us have a purpose in life. And when you just let fear hold you from finding that you're going to be unhappy, right? And you're going to have regrets and life is so sure and so precious. So we really need to push ourselves out there. So thank you for sharing your experience. I'm, I'm glad that you say yes to the podcast, by the way. Of course. <laughs> because it's an honor to have you here. Um, the last question that I have for you is what is your definition of wealth? My definition of wealth is the ability to live comfortably, the ability to do the things that I love, which is travel, um, to donate or volunteer my time in the community. Um, I'm really excited about my trip to Uganda, um, where I'm going to be um, supporting a village out there and providing speech and language services. So that is something that I would love to continue to do um, and have the opportunity to do in other countries um, and even here just possibly in the U.S. So I really define um, wealth by, like I said, the ability to travel, the ability to live comfortably and the ability to just um, enjoy the time with the people that you love the most, which for me is my family and my friends. Yes. And you have an amazing family. You travel with your mom you. and your grandma. <laughs> and I think that when I see that on your social media, like to me, that's wealth too. Like, wow, you know, what a powerful way to create memories with your grandma, with your abuelita, right? Where you yes. guys just go everywhere. And so thank you for sharing your definition of wealth. How can we support you, Tamari? And how can we support your business? Um, I think, honestly, I just love the content that you're always posting. Um, I love to reshare it because I know that there's people out there that don't have the information. They don't know where to seek the information. And even though we are a, you know, we're a different um, industry, you know, we're speech and language, more help, and you're more finance. I think that that all ties in together. Um, there are a lot of these parents, especially because I am a private practice. So my, my clients are paying out of pocket, you know, um, they may want to learn ways that they can, um, gain passive income to be able to pay, continuously pay for these services that they know their child is going to need. Um, and then also to be able to set their child up for, um, future endeavors or future things that they might need maybe other um, caretaking services as they may not be able to fully function in society on their own independently. So I definitely think that there's opportunity for us to continue to collaborate. Um, and I definitely look forward to um, that and the ideas that maybe we decide to share and come up with. Thank you for sharing that. Well, Mujeres, make sure you give Tamari a follow. Make sure you share her information as well with our community because she is definitely passionate about the work that she's doing. So Tamari, thank you again for coming to Say Hola Well podcast. Thank you for having me. Mujer, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope you find value on this episode and it will mean the world to me if you can give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and share this episode with your primas, your tias, la comadre, you can also share it on social media and tag me on Instagram. And if you know you're ready to start your well-building journey or launch an online business, go ahead and check the show notes where you will find the link to apply to work with me. Thank you so much again for listening and hasta la próxima.
You are listening to episode 16 with Tamari Lewis. Tamari Lewis is the founder and owner of Jubilee Communications Therapy. 